Hello, my name is Rick, the founder of Real People USA, and Real People USA has uh, three functions. Number one, we talk about small business ownership and we promote uh, capitalism, and we hope that a lot of people look at uh, starting their own business. Number two, we use our podcasting platform to boost GOP uh, candidates in their pursuit of winning elections. And number three, Real People USA talks about real situations that real Americans speak. And occasionally we have guests who also talk about the real issues that they want to discuss. Today's podcast episode is titled, How to Tell if GOP consultants are really just in business to get their cut from campaign donors. My oh my. This will be the mother of all podcast episodes Real People USA has done. Incidentally, Real People USA has decided to make it official and to announce our company to the public as Real People USA LLC a political strategy company which will help political candidates campaign more effectively and we already have two clients real people usa llc will be formalized in the state of california about the first week of august 2021 the goal will be to bring effective systematic campaigning to gop candidates to give them the best opportunity to win Real People USA LLC believes candidates should win if they use a system. Today's episode drove the decision to start Real People USA LLC because there is so much grittiness and drama in the political campaign world. I got to start somewhere to give listeners some background on why this episode is being produced, but I first want to read some disclaimers some very important disclaimers number one it's okay for people to make money delivering products and services campaigning for office is delivering a service to voters number two the latin phrase caveat emptor or buyer beware is applicable buyers must know the pros and cons of what they are buying and voters should know why they are voting for candidates. Number three, the consulting and donor money situation being discussed today has been around for a long time. It's not new. GOP consultants have made fortunes helping candidates run for office, either in losing outcomes or winning outcomes. And number four, not everyone you meet is honest. The 2020 presidential election showed me a few things about GOP consultants. Now I'm not sure why I made some observations that stuck out like a sore thumb. These things just popped in my head as I was looking at the, um, the 2020 election during that process and kind of after that process. So maybe I noticed a few peculiar things because I am more mature now than I was 20 years ago. Maybe my eyes are more open and my brain is more laser focused because I already run a consulting firm where there is tremendous crossover between business development 
and political campaign strategy. Seriously, the same concepts used by my consulting firm to help attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers grow their businesses are almost identical to the system I designed to help political candidates campaign more effectively. I had very little work to do to start Real People USA LLC because many business development concepts are on par with executing a successful political campaign. Here are some things I observed during and up to the November 3rd, 2020 election, which I feel hurt candidates' chances of winning. And I'm listing these in order of severity with the most severe item I observed first. Number one, candidates rely too heavily on social media. By far, Republicans using social media as a primary campaign tool is a disaster. Similar to the failure small business owners had with social media growing their businesses, political candidates got caught up in the 2020 election on the hype of likes, follows, reposts, comments, and trending flags. Number two, candidates had no message to relate to voters. Candidates often spoke about their personal reasons for running for office. For example, veterans stated they were running to fix the Veterans Administration. Another example, gun enthusiasts ran on supporting the Second Amendment. And First Amendment advocates put free speech as a top campaign item. My point is, if you are a veteran, all you need to do is put in your profile that you are a veteran. Talking about veteran issues may lead to a lot of people not even caring about veteran issues, especially when there are other concerns that people, both as Republicans and Democrats, care about. Number three, candidates had no hard numbers of voters who would likely vote them into office. Everyone used poll predictions. The only person running for office having a strong likelihood to win based on the polls was Donald Trump. As an example of using hard numbers, Trump's rally attendance numbers solidified his victory. If you have 30,000 to 40,000 people at your rallies, this is a number that is hard to refute. Now compare Trump's rally numbers to the miserable numbers Joe Biden had, and it was clear that Trump won the election. Number four, a new wrinkle about securing elections has emerged. Democrats can be expected to cheat in every election moving forward. Therefore, Republicans need to counter the cheating factor with a validation system to prove Democrats are cheating or to use a voter validation system to deter Democrat cheating. During and up to the 2020 election, I connected with several congressional candidates. Like I mentioned earlier, maybe it was a newfound maturity level that I had which motivated me to pick up the phone and call several candidates in Florida, California, and Maryland. I felt I could help these candidates campaign more effectively. These candidates, not knowing me, 
predictably turned down my offer to assist them. Sadly, all the candidates lost their races, some by large margins. As a side note, some of these candidates may have lost because of Democrat organized widespread cheating, as we are seeing in the ongoing state election audits in Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, some of the losing candidates may have actually won. I'm just being honest about that. I believe that here in California, some California GOP candidates may have easily won their races, although manipulated voting data showed GOP candidates losing by like 13 points, 13 percentage points. And I believe when GOP candidates lose because of cheating, the Democrats like to make it feel that the GOP candidates came close. So if a Democrat candidate won by 57% or got 57% of the vote, that means the GOP candidate lost with 43% of the vote. And I believe Democrats have been creating this artificial spread to give GOP candidates the impression that they worked hard but just ultimately lost because the Democrat uh, candidate was better or people saw the Democrat agenda being superior to the GOP agenda. So I think they've been cheating this way for a very long time here in California and the cheating extended outside of California to these other states uh, like Michigan and Georgia and Arizona and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Now post 2020 election, some interesting Republican conversations and debates started happening. Even a Republican civil war broke out between several black Republican political pundits. The first post-election event catching my attention was the major campaign loss of America's black Republican newcomer, Kimberly Klasik, the Maryland congressional candidate who ran and lost against Kwaizi Mfume. Klasik's race is a clear example how social media and appearances on cable news channels like Fox News, Newsmax, and One America News did absolutely nothing for her campaign. Klasik received only 28% of the vote. Now on a side note, it has been reported that Klasik's 28% was a better showing than the last Republican running against a Democrat in that West Baltimore congressional district. But the fallout after Klasik's campaign was bigger than the election loss. A black Republican pundit civil war broke out between Candace Owens, the leader of Blexit, which, is, which stands for Blacks Exiting the Democrat Party, and Kimberly Klasik. Then the Owens side and the Klasik side began verbally sparring with each other about which style of helping the black community embrace conservatism was better or more effective. So you have the classic side, which includes popular black congressional candidates who all lost in their races, sparring with the Owen side, which brands itself under Blexit as more polished and more credible. Currently, Klasik has started an organization called Red Renaissance, which the organization's goal appears to be identifying and prepping GOP candidates to run in state and national elections. 
So how does what I just wrote and said on this podcast episode and on the blog relate to GOP consultants just really promoting GOP candidates for donor money and not really being concerned if the candidates win or lose their races? Now, this is where it gets very interesting. Over the last four months, I've been interviewing past and current congressional candidates to get their feedback about what they saw or what they are seeing in these races. The following is what candidates past or present are telling Real People USA LLC. Number one, there are local Republican groups who really do not want to win elections. That's sad. I'm hearing that there is just as much money thrown around to lose the election as there is to win. Sometimes there is more money donated, or whatever you want to call it, to put a likely losing GOP candidate on the ticket. Based on what I heard out of New York City, some races do not even have a GOP candidate on the ballot, giving the Democrat candidate or incumbent an unopposed race and victory. Number two, there are GOP consultants ripping off candidates with high fees when donors contribute to campaigns. One GOP consultant in the D.C. metro area takes 60% of the donation money. For example, if donors contribute online $10,000 to a GOP candidate, the GOP consultant gets $6,000 and the candidates receive only $4,000. What's up with that? With that split arrangement, the GOP consultant does not give a shit if the candidate wins or loses. Number three, what about this situation? There are consultants and strategists claiming to help GOP candidates, but they are really Democrat operatives seeking to hurt GOP candidates' chances of winning. I just ran across this in Florida, down in sunny South Florida, uh, Miami-Dade, uh, Broward County, and the Palm Beaches. And lastly, number four, GOP consultants poorly launch candidates' campaigns and give no proven training nor leadership to help candidates campaign effectively. Now I see why Donald Trump wanted nothing to do with GOP establishment consultants. You know the names. I'm not mentioning them here. But now you see why Donald Trump did not want to connect with uh, GOP consultants who have been around for 20 or 30 years. Like I mentioned at the beginning, these GOP consultant money-making schemes have probably been around since political fundraising began. Now that black Republicans are starting to enter the political arena, more people like myself are taking notice. But I believe the reason why black Republicans are examining GOP consulting practices is because black Republicans see their country beginning to slip away via election fraud. Democrats are pushing illegal immigration, critical race theory, and socialism, communism. At the end of the day, what I am writing about and speaking about on the podcast episode are good signs that more black Americans are finally paying attention to the process. This is a good thing. Thanks for reading this article and listening to the Connected Podcast episode. 
My name is Rick, the founder of Real People USA LLC. And if you want to be a guest on the Real People USA show, please send me an email at rpusa at protonmail.com. Again, that's rpusa at protonmail.com. Thanks a lot and make it a great day.